episode nine, episode nineteen, busting out in your house. Who's? Go ahead, Shoop. What do you got to say? No, no, Dude. no, Shoop. Before you, I love it. Music, you're, you're hijacking my DJ role, but no. that's a sick intro. <laughs> Shoop, Jassy, my before co-workers. Before I play music, what we will we will formally introduce you both in a second, but my. I have decided on my intro music and, you know, maybe since I'm the number one first host to come on here or whatever, and this will, this will be the, the, the intro to the pod, but I got to start out with, I hate with a passion, Bob Seeger, <laughs> and I'm using his song for our pod intro because wow. of its poker Ties. I love that song. It's the one Bob Seger song I enjoy. I think it sets a perfect mood for our for our uh, for our podcast. And so, shoot, I'm sorry to do that on you, but I'm going. Bob Seger, still the same. Little poker love, brother. I mean, it's just my feel for this pod. It's something I felt. And I'm going Let that with baby it. Roll. I well, have no quarrels with that, man. I think uh, we can't leave. Unlike you, I'm down with Bob Seger in the Silver Bullet Band. <laughs> yeah, I am not a Bob Seger fan. So I'm going to kill that. But that brings me to introducing my right hand man, the one and only Salt and Pepper. Wait, is it salt and pepper? You know what time it is. You know what day it is. The shoot dog is loose. The dog is off the chain. (laughs) Yeah. Dog, I appreciate you joining us for number 19. We will get into our uh, hole cards and shuffle the deck and all that other stuff. But before we do that, we do need to bring on the third and final member of the pod. For all our listeners, it's Jassy Mack, the Seattle-based gal who's loving her Seattle sports. Jassy, right. the shoot right. dog, he should be queuing up your music any second now. He told me you needed some filler. I'm trying to fill it for you. I love you, Brenda. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> Welcome, Jassy Mac. Thank you. Thank hey. you. Are you at the bar tonight? <laughs> I am back at Pub 44. Yes, I am. Proud back sponsor of the Nuts. Back at Pub 44. <laughs> Proud sponsor of the Nuts. Jassy's got a huge uh, announcement. She's getting a sweet, sweet pair of headphones she decided to get her hands on. For next week's episode. So we're going to deal with some echo, some background music or noise. And, you know, who knows what else with Jassy. But she's so important to us and the the podcast and to Aaron and I in general that we're bringing her on even without those noise-canceling headphones. But she let us know she got a pair. She got her hands on a pair of some nice noise-canceling Wired headphones, and we are going to sound professional next week. Jassy Mack, you're the best. Thank you. It's it's one of the perks of the job. <laughs> you got it, girl. Shoopster, how you been, brother? Let's move on to our episode, but tell us how you been. 
Well, I'm a little sore right now. We wanted to have our good buddy from Arizona, Davey D, on. And I don't know what in the Sam Hill is going on. We tried for a half an hour to get him on, and it's just technical difficulty, possible user error. Nevertheless, um, I was looking forward to seeing him on here or hearing him rather. Yeah. uh, but, I, but I'm a professional. The show goes on. It does go on, and maybe he'll join us. Maybe he won't. If uh, David D. joins us in this episode, then it'll be a better episode. And if not, it'll still crank out, and we'll just, we're will just just going to have to do it without him. We were going to have him on for the NHL Finals, so we'll get into that in just a bit. Now, Shoop, i got to say, audio-wise, when you come on, it's so, and maybe it's just me, but it seems like you get like your audio gets stuck, like... It's like, I'm back in a little bit, and then it like catches up. Jassy, did you hear that too? I heard that with you earlier too. It was like you were able to do the micro machines voice. You were like, uh, <laughs> super fast, which sometimes on Podbean, when I listen to my, uh, to our pod, when I listen to our podcast, yeah, post production, listening for errors, yeah, I can, I can. Sp- Speed it up to like 1.5. Yeah. To where it takes a little less time. And I almost felt like that's what speed you were in talking to me. So am I the opposite? Do I sound super slow? Well, you went back and forth a little bit. Now I wonder, Shoop, was, was I during, during listening or was it beforehand? When we were in our pre-production, pre-production. meeting. Pre-production. So, uh, you know, the listeners don't care about this, so we'll move on from it. But it's a constant thing, audio, with us guys. We're, we're trying. We understand that it's not great. Um, you know, at some point we might have to look at a different, uh, a different platform. But for now, the show must go on. You spoke about errors, Shoop. Did you have any from last episode? Wait, wait a minute. Hold the damn phones. Is that Davey Spastic Chaos DeBrianza? Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is Mr. <laughs> Chaos. Uh, I have no idea what happened, but when it comes to technical issues... Uh, Dave, I'm going to uh, go right... I haven't spoke to you since we were on the pod last time. I haven't spoke to you pre-production for this episode. I'm going to come right out and insult you. I'm pretty sure it was a user error. Okay, well... <laughs> You can think whatever you want. That's all you got for me, Dave. I thought you were East Coast. Uh, listen, listen, listen. I've I've grown over the years. I'm not going to talk over the radio the way I really want to talk to you right now. I'll leave it at that. But uh, you know, I I was pretty intuitive. What I ended up doing was emailing stuff back and forth. I emailed. <laughs> yeah, emailed so it's a user. iCloud. Dave, but, we're happy to have you, my brother. I want you to hang say, on. I got a little. I got some tunes for David D before he meets uh, Jassy. No problem. Go ahead, shoot. From from Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, New York, by way of Scottsdale, in Arizona. It's David D. Totally worth it. You got it. nothing for me, David D. I have no idea what you're playing. <laughs> Are you kidding me? No. What what is this? That's what the far it? side passing me by. I'm surprised. Wow, uh, you know. Well, Shoop, you hit another home run. I really appreciate you bringing that to the to the pod, Dave. We're, uh, Jassy Mack is with us. She's our Seattle-based drop the knowledge girl. So I know you guys haven't met uh, even on the pod. So welcome to all three of you guys. It's our nineteenth episode, and we'll get to that in just a second. 
As always, my co-hosts can pop in or out as they need to. I may throw stuff to you. I may not. If I don't, that doesn't mean I don't want your input. It means I'm just trying to move the episode along. But I will say episode 18 was, <laughs> was, uh, I had feedback on episode 18 from multiple sources that said they liked the non-rushed feel a little bit better than before. So here's what the deal is, guys. I ain't going to look at the clock no more. The content that we put in the episode is just going to go out there. And if it's 20 minutes, great. If it's an hour and 45 minutes, great. So if we got the content, we're putting it out there. So welcome to all four, three of you guys. And let's get started. I did want to go. Shoop, did we did have any? Did Jassy and Dave meet yet? Did they well, say I, hello? I, introdu- I introduced nice them. Nice to meet you, Jassy. Can you, can you guys hear me? We can. I can uh, hear you. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Yes. Very nice to meet you, Dave. I'll, I'll be around. <laughs> All right. So Dave, Jassy Mack, her recent thing now is, uh, you know, she's got her, she's got a little one and she, she only gets a couple hours away from the little one. Uh, as parents with little ones understand. And so when she has this hour and a half, two hours, uh, break to do the podcast, she actually goes down the street for, for, for a pint. And, uh, so she sometimes and most of the time recently has been recording from the pub. So we love it. We sometimes we get some audio issues and we just look past those and she's, uh, she's working them all out, but she's right now enjoying a pint, Dave. Are you jealous? Uh, yeah, that's good stuff. Maybe a Guinness, that, that's good stuff. There you go. Uh, for the third time, Shoop, any errors from episode 18, my brother? No errors. No errors. I'm going to move on really quick personal thing because I, cause I crowed last week about having an eagle and a birdie and stuff and doing so well. Well, like 25 bucks two weeks ago. Last week, last Thursday, not so good, boys. Not so good. Couldn't get off the tee. Really stinky day. It did end up winning five hours. I debated on whether to tell the story or not, but we've had such a long intro. I'm going to skip it for now. Uh, Philly's pain. This is under shuffling the deck still. Yeah. Thank you, Shoop. Uh, I'm still in pain, uh, from the NBA and from last October or actually, I guess November and the Sixers are out. And, uh, so we're going to sort of move, move forward from the Phillies because, uh, you know, maybe next episode I, I talk about how the Phillies are just not as good as we thought they were. Um, so I'm still in a little bit of pain there, but whole cards guys, I'm going to introduce everybody well, here. Hang on. Is, is there, is there a correlation to losses since they sent Jake cave down to the minors? He's been tearing it up in the minors. Well, there's been a correlation of losses all season long. And yes, I think he's hitting 437. He's got like seven bombs since we sent him down. But Shoop, do you understand the difference between AAA ball and the big leagues? I understand it. I do. The you, best you, AAA guys. You understand they don't give out a roster. Yeah, they don't I give out. That. They don't give out awards in the majors for guys who are doing well in the in the minors. You're not bringing no, I, me any. I, you're not bringing me any solace, dude. You're not. You're not healing any of my scars. I'm just saying I might have to do some research as to their wins and losses since they sent them down. Jesus, they've just been sucking all friggin' year. Uh, let's move on. It's our 19th episode. Dave and Jassy, we do this. Uh, Jassy knows. But, Dave, we do uh, whatever episode we're doing, we do that number in sports. So I'm putting you on the spot a little bit, and we'll give you a second to breathe. But 
the number 19 in sports. What does it mean to us? Shoop, why don't we start off with you and give Dave a minute or two to come up with something from num- number well, I 19. Come up with something off the top. Uh, Go Johnny ahead, U, Dave. I love it. I love the fly-by-night. Go for it, brother. Jo- Johnny Unitas. Johnny U. When I hear, when I hear number 19, Johnny ba- Unitas. Baltimore Colts, I- right? Now, how come you're a Unitas fan? Is that just something from your childhood, or what's the deal? Not that I'm a fan. It's just mm-hmm. uh, I'm, a, I'm a very big historian. Uh, if you, yeah. If you talk to shoot about it. And uh, growing up as a kid, uh, you know, I was I did a lot of reading and and whatnot. And uh, from everybody, all the old timers, a lot who are not longer with us, rest in peace. Yep. You know, they always told me that Johnny U was the greatest quarterback they ever saw. So I love it that it's time. just in your mind that that's number 19 oh, in yeah. sports. Oh, yeah, 19, Johnny U. Beautiful. Yeah. What do you got, Shoop? Hey, nice poll, Davey D. Yeah. I got a quarterback. And, and this is funny how I think you guys will appreciate that this is the first 19 that popped into my mind. Left-handed quarterback of the Detroit Lions, Scott Mitchell. Scotty Mitchell, yeah, definitely remember. He was a slinger with that lefty. Fun yeah. fact, yeah, he was throwing rocks to uh, Herman Moore. And, uh, Charles Johnson towards uh, the end? What would, no, it was Johnny Morton's older brother. Johnny Morton played at USC with TP. And then, Davey, what was Johnny Morton's older brother's name? Jeez, uh, you got me there. I remember Brett Perryman was one of their wideouts. If I'm if I'm correct, yeah, I think so. I think uh, you're right yeah. about that. Uh, that's a good that's a good pull, Shoop. Oh, I mean, it's not a, Herman I, Moore. Herman Moore, Moore too. Yeah, out of Virginia. He was. Didn't terrific. I say that? You did. I I you said started that. that. You started oh, you that. Okay. Shoop, you have another nineteen. Uh, yeah, I, I do. Um, but before I get on to that, Scott. Uh, Scott, somebody, somebody needs to mute. Yeah, somebody needs to mute. We got lots of echo going. Troopster, you're good. Oh, excuse me. No, it was Johnny Morton that was a receiver for the uh, for the for the Lions. Chad Morton was his brother that played at USC, so I had the Morton brothers mixed up. But Scott Mitchell also went on to compete on The Biggest Loser at 366 pounds. Really? So just when I thought I needed to mix in a couple more salads. That man got up to 366 pounds. And he was a QB. You don't often see QBs balloon up like that. Um, I got a couple of 19s, and I'll throw it to Jassy. I know she's muting herself because she's at the pub and we're getting some echo there again. I I had one more, but I'm going to let Jassy go because I'm afraid the next 19 I throw out might – rain on her on her parade so i'll pass all right well i'm going to throw it to jesse in just a second i'm going to start with my i got a couple of 19s most of them are philadelphia so some of you guys will be bored with this but i'll just i'll just blow through these first of all i never got to watch greg the bull luzinski play in philadelphia but he's an absolute legend in the city he's got a restaurant there uh, citizens bank now and so you can't have a 19 without mentioning greg luzinski also for the Phillies, Kevin Stocker. And really the only reason, I mean, he wasn't a huge Philly, but he's a current radio color analyst. And Shoop, really quick, we can't mention baseball radio without throwing it out to one of your and my all-time favorites. Really the only person on the planet who I thought called a game as good, if not better, than Harry Decay. And that's the late great. Vin Scully, rest in peace. What do you think, Shoop? Oh, absolutely. My favorite Vin Scully call, Dan Uglis playing for the Florida Marlins. And uh, Vin sounds a little something like this. Now batting for the Marlins, 
Dan Algoa, Algoa, of course, is Swedish for the owl. <laughs> and the way he said it, like, oh, yeah, of course we all know that, Vinny. He's he was, the goat. Nobody he, touched Vince Scully. Well, he he is the goat. I, I have him tied with Harry the K, and I will admit that outside people probably don't, but for how special and personal and intimate Harry the K was in my life, I can't put Vin above Harry. I'm going to put those two guys sitting in the booth together in heaven. They're both the greatest. I think everybody else is below them. Well, I would imagine that uh, your experience with, with Harry K is similar to my experience with Vin. In fact, when I being that when I lived in Southern California, you could go outside, walk to your car or whatever, and you hear everybody's TV on KCAL Channel 9, listening to Vin Scully. Yeah. Like, it was. Shoot, your, your, uh, your audio is bad. I don't know what's going on here. But uh, you're absolutely right. Uh, I actually wrote a poem about Harry Decay when he passed, and it got viral. It's my one and only viral uh, claim to fame. It went around all the city of Philadelphia. People were emailing it together. It was right at the height of the Facebook era. And so people were sharing it on their Facebook. And, uh, I actually was on Philly radio and they invited me to read that poem on the air. So I loved Harry the K. You're absolutely right. Shoopster and Shoopsters looks like he's dropped out. I think he's going to come back and join us. So I'll just keep going here. And Jesse, get ready. I got some 19 coming at you, but a couple other. Uh, 19s in Philadelphia history. Rajah Bell uh, from the tw- 2001 Sixers. And the only reason I'm bringing him up is because a documentary dropped tonight about the 2001 Allen Iverson-led Sixers. It was called Everything But the Chip. I haven't seen it yet, but I, I imagine it's uh, terrific. Um, Shoop's checking his audio, and he's going to come back. So we will do that. Jassy, I'm throwing it to you. Do you have a 19 before I finish up with a couple of Flyers 19s? I have 119 for my whole life. Go ahead. It's my first, it's my first love. Rory Killeen, Mount Lake Terrace High School wide receiver. <laughs> he signed every single yearbook, every single. Wait, everything. wait, it was your high school number 19? Wait, we're talking about a high school player? I love it. Yes. Good yes. for you, Jassy. Hold on. I'm sitting here not saying Jay Buner, thinking that's where you're going. And you bring up some fucking dreamboat from high school? Well, you should have seen yes. his hair, Shoop. You should have seen his hair. It's true. He was blonde. He had a bowl cut. Yep. Oh, my goodness. What a guy. <laughs> uh, what's this guy's name again? Uh, Rory Killeen. Rory Killeen. Rory Killeen. Shout out. I yeah. wonder where he's at now. I'm going to find somebody to get him to listen to this. There you go. Uh, <laughs> all right, that's all I got. Muting again. Okay, beautiful. great. Thanks, Jesse. Shoop, you got any more? I got just a couple flyers, and we'll see if Dave's got anything, and we'll move on. No, I, I had that. I was holding out for Jay Buhner, Bone, hey, right Bone. fielder of the, of the great Mariner team. So that was a hell of a lineup. Yeah. Too bad the Yankees were just so good in that era. And they and Buner was part of that 2001 record setting, right? Uh, 116 wins. I believe he Absolutely, was. you yeah. had Buner, you had Buner and Wright Jr. in center field. Tino Martinez was at first. Um, 
I think we might be getting errors confused. You might be thinking of the 95 error because I'm thinking of the 01 oh, team. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. I had Mike Cameron in center and all those guys. Yeah, you're right. Let's move on. Uh, just a real cup, couple of flyers quick. Rick McLeish, Michael Renberg, part of the Legion of Doom in the uh, early 90s, and Scotty Hartnell down. Uh, Scotty Hartnell, who's uh, one of my sister's favorite players of all time. So, it, unless Davey D or Jassy, I don't think Jassy has any more. Unless Davey D's got another 19, we're going to move on to this day in sports history. Dave, you got anything? No, nah, I'm good with Johnny U. That's fine. All right, Johnny U's a great pull. This day in sports history, again, I don't have a ton, but the two that I have, or three that I have, are all Philly. And so that's just kismet for this episode. In 1859, you heard that correct. 1859, this day in, in history, May 31st, the Philadelphia Athletics began playing as a club and they are the, they began playing organized ball. I forget what they even called it. It wasn't baseball. And so they were sort of the first team that created this game of baseball and it would, what would later be called baseball. But today was the day that they organized and played their first game. I think it was an intra-squad team game in the Philadelphia Athletics. Now, the Athletics played in Philadelphia for a long time. And I want to say in the early 1900s, they moved to Oakland. So Philly, Philadelphia had two baseball teams, the Phillies, who came in in 1883, and the Athletics, who obviously were playing a long time before that. So a little bit of history there for baseball. Um, in 19, 19- yeah, commonly known as town ball. You're right. They town ball. That's what it was called. Town ball wasn't called baseball yet, but that is the team that would then become the first baseball team. So May 31st, gotta love it. Uh, you gotta, I hate to interject, but no, Dave, the- I love you interject. Stop okay, saying that okay. and go for it, brother. How, how could you leave out the name Connie Mack? Well, oh, I, I didn't, I, I, I didn't necessarily leave it out. It just wasn't relevant okay. in, in, in this day in sport. I don't know. Did they play? Did that game start in Connie Mack? Well, I'm, I'm, I think it was before Connie Mack even, on, brother. But, but Connie Mack basically was the architect of that entire, you know, one of the architects of baseball as we know it today. Okay. So. Fair point. I, I, I was. What about Abner Doubleday? Yeah. I mean, you gotta, I was looking at some of these old baseball names. They're absolutely great. If you're ever writing a screenplay or coming up, trying to come up with fucking crazy, Character names, just go back and look at old baseball names. You'll have everything you need to do. And all you need to do is take the first name of one guy and put it in the last name of a different guy and you'll, and you're set to go. Uh, 1983 this day in, in sports history is the last time the Sixers won a championship. So what is it? 50 year, no, 40 years to the day was the last time the Sixers won an NBA championship, so that's just adding to my pain. And then my le- – oh, no, I got two more. I got one le- one quick one. The 1987 Flyers lost today to the Stanley Cup champs, Edmonton Oilers. It was game seven. They lost three to one. And actually, Shoop, I, I, I uploaded that video of me singing back in 2010, a, an original song that I created, and I referenced – the 1987 series between the Oilers and Gretzky and Kevin Lowe and all those guys against my Flyers. You remember that, Shoop? 
Now, Pet Shop, I did watch that, and I got it. Shrip, your audio's fucked up again. Me? Yeah, you, you were muted a second. Try it again. So, yes, I, wa- I don't better. remember that exact season, but I remember the song, and I want to give you your props on that song. That was so good, Eddie. Thanks. That was, man. like, really damn good. I appreciate it. I actually wrote that so super quick. It's, like, the only creative thing I've done in my life. Uh, it just came to me and because your kids are little. It's funny. It's <laughs> yeah. like, well, that was beautiful. I wasn't expecting much. I got to tell you, but that was really well done. All right. Thanks, man. If, if people want to watch it, it's on our gram. It's on there. Uh, my last this day in sports history, Jack Dempsey dies today in 1983. One of the OG world heavyweight champs. So, uh, that's all I got. Dave, Jassy, Shoop, anybody else have some this day in sports history? No, I, I was just, I was going to mention, the, as you said, the, the sixes and, uh, yep, I today know, was I, the day. just a quick, quick trivia question. Do you, do you remember who had the ball in his hands when the sixes won that title? Well, I was five and a half, but I definitely watched a lot of video. I'm going to guess it was Mo Cheeks. Mo Cheeks, correct. Yes. yes. I, I don't remember watching it live, obviously, but, uh, definitely have revisited that era and that, and that game many times. So tremendous upset. I remember it. I mean, I'm not going to say like it was yesterday, but I yeah. remember. And uh, living on the East Coast, obviously, I was uh, rooting for Tuned the Sixers, in. and Tuned I in. couldn't believe that they beat the Lakers. That was uh, quite remarkable. Yes, it was. And that was when the when we beat Boston in the in the Eastern Finals. They were chanting "Beat LA." So, uh, quick shout out to the Boston fans there who. Who actually saw the light. Jassy, you got something? Jassy, you got something? Let's see if you know the answer to mine. Okay, so this is the day before the Mariners had the number one overall pick in the 1987 MLB draft. And I'll give you a hint. They, they nailed their choice. Well, in 1987, it had to be Junior. Yes. Yeah. Okay, you got my trip. You got my trip. Yeah. I love it. Thank you, Jesse. And you'll have to mute because we're hearing echo. But I appreciate your. Okay. Yeah. I appreciate. Who was the second pick in the draft in 1987? Correct. All right. Give me a second to just come up with this. Shoop, you can chime in too. I'm just trying to think. I'm. I'm. I love that you know, David. Uh, Bo Jackson. Is it Bo Jackson? Dave. Darren Dreifert out of Wichita State. All right, I would have never in my lo- million years come up with that. For the Dodgers. Yeah, he played for the Dodgers. And, uh, I actually – I actually – Oh, I, I don't know what you're saying, Aaron, but what I was going to say is I was actually a Mariners fan back then, and if you could believe it, you know, they had the worst – one of the worst teams in, in all of baseball, and I, I wanted them to draft Dreifert. Because I said, "Oh my goodness!" I said they need pitching, but obviously things worked out with King Griffey Jr. So, Dave, you were a Mariners fan back then. How about that? We learned something new every day. Let's move on to the flop here, guys. Um, we got the NBA Finals starting tomorrow night, and the NHL Finals on Saturday. That's sort of why we had Dave on, other than loving Dave and and always wanting him on the pod. He's come on to talk a little bit about the NHL postseason in general and a quick preview of the finals. So let's start quick with the NBA. Boston, trying to make a historic comeback, fell a little short, and I couldn't be happier. Um, Jimmy Butler and the Heat staved off 
sure history in the or sure place in the history books and uh really essentially it made it a no contest they just shot well and played really good zone defense in game 7 against Boston at TD Center and uh Dave I know I don't know about you but I was rooting for the heat pretty hardcore there uh shoot guys what do you got on the NBA finals your NBA finals preview <laughs> Nuggets in four. Nuggets in four. You did not say that. Oh, yeah, I said it. Wow, I, that's disrespect right there to a to a number eight team that's just been overachieving all playoff long. But I mean, you said it. I, I don't see that quite happening, and we'll maybe tease in our little worst bets for later. But uh, Dave, what do you who do you like? Do you see Nuggets in four like Shoop Dog? You know, I, 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 got, I can't believe this. I have to agree with him. I, I don't think anybody can stop the big man. Wow. Again. Lots of Joker love so far. Jassy, I'm coming to you if you want to unmute. Do you have anything on the uh, NBA Finals? Uh, I'm actually betting on the Nuggets tonight. So uh, to, Later tonight in the episode, you're going to put a worse bet on them? All right. That's a good teaser. Shoop, I'm not sure what your audio is doing today, bud, but you're in and out and you're all messy I know you keep popping out and popping back in. Uh, obviously, we need you on this podcast, so figure it out, will you? Well, yeah, you've told me that the audio has been shit a few times, so I close and reopen. I don't know what to tell you. I'm not doing anything different. Yeah. Um, it's our lovely pod. Right now. Terrific. Okay, well, then let's just hope that remains. All right, so real quick on my prediction of the finals, I think, um, I think the Heat are going to shock the world. And by that, I mean they're going to make it a five-game or six-game series. I don't think it's going to go seven, but I certainly don't think it's a sweep. So it's kind of chalk. Obviously, most series go five or six. I do think the, I think the Heat are going to win game three, and then, uh, and then that's maybe it, possibly game four. But um, I got to tell you that I have a little bit more for this series later in uh, worst bets segment as well. So I'm teasing along with Jassy. Uh, my big thing is that the Heat, I think, are going to win the first half of game one because of the layoff that Denver's had. But listen, Denver is not just Joker. They've got a deep roster. Well, at least a deep, <laughs> at least a very talented starting five. I don't know how deep they go into their, into their bench, but I believe in the Joker as well. Um, it's his time. It's Denver's first ever NBA Finals, so let's see if they can start out 1-0. So before we go on to the NHL, anybody got a cap for that? Doesn't seem like it. I think I see Dave muted, Jassy's muted, and, and Schupster. Yeah, I, I got nothing else for that. Okay, brother, no problem. Schupster's back on the, on the line now. He's been bouncing back and forth. We're going to get this figured out, I promise you guys. Thank you so much. For the people that are listening, especially new listeners to the uh, audio difficulties, it, all the thing I can tell you is laugh it off. I mean, we're just not a high production uh, podcast yet, but we are on our way there. We are we are like a speeding train headed. It's a for, fucking shame though, because right. this content b- deserves better production value. Well, as soon as we can figure this out, soon we'll we'll fix it. Am I right, brother? You're right. <clears throat> Sorry, that was me coughing and I missed the cough button. Dave, NHL Finals, what a postseason this was. 
we can't really get delve too much into the finals before we talk about the upsets that happened, the the run that the Panthers are on, but but Boston obviously losing in the first round, the Kraken making it to the second round of the playoffs and almost through to the third round. Um, I mean, just one series after another were tremendous. Um, there were exciting games. There were so many overtime games. There were multiple overtime games. Dave, you don't have to get into an absolute specific, but what were your thoughts on the postseason before we preview the finals? Uh, without question, and uh, I double-checked with my father, who, uh, if you want to know, talk about hockey historians, he was actually at Madison Square Garden when Jacques Plante mm. wore the first goalie mask. Goalie mask, yeah. Yeah, so it was sometime that's, in the 50s. That's but awesome. Anyway, I think it, I, at I, first I, it was plain, but then the very first thing they decorated was like a, a pretend drawing of stitches on his cheek there. I loved it. Yeah, well, that, that that was the trademark of Jerry Chivas for uh, the uh, Bruins. Oh, okay. He, Maybe he it wasn't planned then. I defer to you. Yeah. I defer. Chivas used to put a stitch on his mask every time he got hit, and by the end of his career, it was a beautiful mask. So it was <laughs> it. stitches all, all over it. But, uh, yeah, because I, I said to myself, I said, you know, Dad, I said, uh, is it me or is this the – because I, I, without question, it, it was the most chaotic – exciting yeah. postseason that I've ever witnessed. And he said, oh, yes, without question. It, and, again, he's 79. So it, that being said, I mean, Good on him. The parody yeah. was very evident. And we always talk about the NFL being king. And part of their their draw is that every every week teams can win or lose, right? Uh, the, the parody across the league is just unparalleled in the NFL. But certainly you make an argument that – the 16 teams that got into this year's tournament, damn near all 16 of them had a chance to win. And it's really been good hockey and exciting hockey. So I'm glad if you guys were part of it that you, that you came along for the ride. But Dave, here we go. It's the uh, Vegas Knights hosting the upstart eight seed Florida Panthers. Speak about that for a second. Go ahead, shoot. <laughs> Stanley Cup playoffs. Yeah, I tell you what, uh, it's going to be an unbelievable uh, final. I have no doubt about that. And, uh, you know, I ha- simply have two words, Sergei Bobrovsky. Yeah. And I'll really leave it at that. Turned uh, on a hinge, I, didn't it? I tell you, you know, uh, Shoop can uh, tell you this. Uh, I was, you know, obviously watching all the playoffs. And I was just laying on the bed, and I turned on the game four of the Bruins Panthers game, yeah, and I'm like, holy crap, Bobrovsky's between the pipes. And I sent, I sent super text immediately. I said, dude, this could be a game changer. I said, Bobrovsky has the highest ceiling out of any goalie, you know, right former now. flyer, the- Sergey Bobrovsky. Yeah, I wasn't gonna bring that up. Yeah, but you did. as his, thank you, as Dave. Backup. <laughs> and I definitely did my due diligence to give you props every yeah, time did. they advanced. Is so, Dave, right? okay. Dave, that was game four. The Panthers were getting blown out when they made that change. Is that what you're talking about? No, they uh, they brought in Bobrovsky. They were getting blown out. Yeah. And I don't count that game. Oh, like okay. Game so it was game three. five that he started then because the Bruins were up 3-1. That's right. I yeah. apologize. No, game no problem. Five, yes. Yep. They were down 3-1. I mean, and I was like, you know, I'm going to watch, you know, just <laughs> yep. for the heck of it, the game's on. And then when I, Bobrovsky came in that, I said, 
just like a light bulb went on. I said, these kids have a chance. Yeah. Now, I'm not going to lie to you and say I, I thought they would beat the Bruins three games in a row. Right. But, but listen, that was all Bobrovsky. You know, Matthew Kachuk, God bless him. He's a great offensive player, incredible, better than his dad. I never thought I'd say Whoa. that. But Bobrovsky single-handedly is the reason – you know they they are they are in the finals. Well, I'll tell you what I, I I'm not up for a debate right now between Matthew and Keith Kachuk, but the way <laughs> uh, Matt Kachuk scored those over, overtime winners towards the end of this last series, man, that was just unbelievable. And I know his dad didn't have that kind of uh, you know highlight kind of stuff. I mean, but I loved Keith Kachuk as a power forward. He was oh. Terrific player. Yeah, Terrific yeah, yeah. player. You know, it's, you know, yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more. He was more of a, in the front of the net guy, which, I mean, the thing about his son is he could do everything. Yeah, his son know, has better I, hands for sure. He was, oh, Keith was yeah. more of a, a power, you know, almost like a, a Ronick slash, uh, even Lindros kind of thing, you know, where, but, uh, Matthew Kachuk for sure has probably better speed and better hands overall. I agree. Correct. Yeah. yeah. You know, but, uh, yeah, just an unbelievable playoffs, you know, and, you know, I'll say now I, I can't go jump off the train, but I'll say, you know, take, uh, you know, take the Panthers in seven, you know, <laughs> I love go it. either way. Probably get it's, a nice price for that, Dave. Um, yeah, none of our, yeah. none of our predictions panned out for a finals. So we'll, we're just going to no. wipe the slate clean here. And you like Panthers exactly. in seven? Yeah. I, I, you know, once, like again, you know, once the first round, I was completely blasted. Pretty much, I was, <laughs> I was four, I was four for four in the first round. Hey, the you did say that the that the Bruins were not going to get into the finals, so you do I have some no credit doubt. there. Yeah, I had no doubt, but I w- I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't think they'd lose to the Panthers, <laughs> yeah, especially I after being not. up three one. No, yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd be lying to you. Yeah, but um, yeah, I had little doubt. Yeah, and again, uh, I I believe I mentioned this. I ha- I had. I didn't have faith in Allmark, and again, you know, he didn't, yeah. he didn't play up to par. He really didn't, you know. Let's be frank. Yeah, you know, and you were uh, right. You sort of, you know, you sort of called that too, if I believe in our in our episode. So you, know. you did well, Davey D, and I love having you on. And the second season in the NHL is always exciting and wonderful, but this season, uh, you know, just seemed like it was a little bit more. The games were just electric and uh, and just great stuff. So. Uh, thank you so much for coming on for not only the first one, but, uh, tonight as well. And Dave, you're welcome to hang out. I'm going to kick it to Jassy and, and Shoop to get their, uh, predictions if they want to. But, but Dave, don't leave us if you don't have to, brother. I mean, uh, your specialty is hockey, but we love having your personality on the pod, my man. Sounds good. All right. I'll probably jump off here for a little bit, but I'll, I'll be back. All right. You keep us in mind, Dave. Uh, Shoop. Shoop and Jasmine, before Dave leaves, do you have uh, some final predictions? We'll start with Shoop Dog. How do you choose against the Florida Panthers at this point? They're, they're a team now, on a roll, aren't they? It's very interesting, right? The uh, the Panthers are, I think, a uh, like a northern Miami uh, <laughs> suburb. And then you got the Miami Heat. Like, what a time to live in Miami. Yeah. I wouldn't imagine when the playoffs started that they ever thought they'd be in this situation. Well, it was Um, like the second to last day before they even got in the tournament. 
So yeah, and it's just an unreal turnaround. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta say, Davey, I'm with you on this Panthers in seven. I can't go against that. You know, Las Vegas is gonna play well. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, you know, and and that's the thing. I mean, it's really a coin toss. But again, this whole again, I I I digress. I mean, it's you know, look, this whole playoff has been chaos. It's been it's been insane. I but uh, you know, go ahead, Dave. Finish yeah, what I was gonna say is the the one thing about Vegas is uh, their defense is I think the best uh, in the in the league. So you know that. But then again, you know, Florida's just. They're in another world right now. Yeah, and Bobrovsky. Yeah. You know, once they once Bobro- they inserted Bobrovsky, basically everybody rode him. If you have if you've ever had the opportunity, if you haven't had the opportunity, I highly recommend it. See, watch an interview with Sergey Bobrovsky, and you <laughs> yeah. will understand why this guy has ice in his veins. He's tuned He's in, calm, isn't he? Calm, yeah. cool, collected. He's like, hey, listen, you know, I just go there, I play, you know, nothing worries. I mean, it's like holy crap. And that's the way he plays. I, and I'll never forget it. And I can't let go without saying this. Go ahead. I, be, I believe it was the, you know, uh, it was the last, it wasn't game seven because game seven obviously was in Boston and, and Panthers won. Yeah. But I guess it was game five. And I'll never forget it. You know, with time running out, the Panthers, you know, had it in the Boston zone and Marshawn comes on that breakaway. And I'm like, Oh my goodness. Yes. Right? But if you watch that, Bobrovsky didn't miss a beat. No, he should have. He just comes straight right out, yeah. challenges him, puts down his pad, boom, like it was taking candy from a baby. I mean, unbelievable. And didn't and didn't make the first move, right? And that's one of the no. keys on that just, on that one on one because he he let Marshawn, uh, you know, made his move and then his shot, and he just stayed right with the shot the whole time and and just coolly. I think he even yeah. just he just directed it into the corner. Like beautiful. Yeah, Bruins fans will cry and they'll say, "Well, he, you know, Marshawn didn't have time to make his second move." Well, <laughs> da da da. You know, hey, listen, man, you're on in on a breakaway. I don't give a crap. That's I mean, right. You know, and, Dave, I'm going to go the opposite way. You're 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 really um, pumping up and praising Sergey the Bobster, and you know, having watched him on my team, I, I know absolutely he's got. <laughs> He's got the the skill, but I'm gonna go Negadelphia, and I'm gonna say the magic ends, and I'm gonna say Vegas in five. How about that prediction? Oh goodness, that's that's a wolf. <laughs> well, I'll hey. see what I'll see what kind of number I can get up at the casino. Uh, don't leave just yet, Jassy. Do you have a prediction for the NHL finals, or have you not been tuned in since the Kraken left? No, I've I've been tuned in. My mom is very uh, into hockey. That's so. right. You wanted the stars to make a seven game out of that. Uh, yeah. That's it. yeah. No, the hockey is always on at the house, and yeah, my mom's mouth was open when the Panthers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the Bruins, so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just wanted to ask Dave really quick. Dave, where did your passion for hockey come from? Uh, my father. Uh, you know, all of my sports passion came from my father because as a kid, to be quite, to be as brief as possible, I was just a terrible athlete. You know, I would go out for teams and I just couldn't make them. You know, I was I was not very good. So, you know, I wouldn't make teams and what would I do? I would pick up books and read books about whoever. I remember reading biographies about Larry Zonka, Johnny Unitas, for example, John yep. Henry Johnson, and then in hockey – 
guys like um, uh, Jacques Plante, who I mentioned earlier, uh, Bobby Orr, uh, my Bobby old, uh, Clark. Side, yeah, Bobby Clark. You know, yeah. Bobby Clark. I mean, uh, uh, Bobby Orr was who I was going to say, you know, and uh, he's the one guy, as I, I say to people, I'm like, you know, if you were going to pick a defense, who, and, I, and my rule of thumb is I don't pick anybody who I haven't seen play play since I've been alive or in person or can remember. But Bobby Orr is the exception. Just watch tape of that guy. Dave, play. a couple I mean, episodes ago, we, we taped um, on the day that Orr had that uh, Stanley Cup winning iconic Superman. goal. Yeah, it was Superman goal. So <laughs> we taped on the day, and I actually was telling both of these guys who were on, I said, go right now and Google it. And they did. They looked at that photo. It was just, uh, you got to give it to, even as a, as a Philadelphia guy, you had to give it. That was a pretty awesome moment in sports when he went flying oh, across the crease. Incredible. Yeah. yeah, Bobby Orr was just unbelievable. So, Jassy, I think you missed Dave's first episode. You told me that it was one of the few that you hadn't listened to. But Dave and I were reminiscing about playing street hockey, him on the streets of New York City and me in Philadelphia City. Yes. And so we okay. – uh, yeah. No, I heard it. I heard it. Oh, okay. Yes, yes, yes. Anyway. Yes. The different colored balls and whatnot. They go in the sewer <laughs> – that's right. So, Soup's okay. always listening. I love that, what a, brother. What a great, what a great visual. <laughs> okay, um, so I'm going Panthers, and I'm muting again. Okay, Panthers okay. for Jesse, Panthers in seven for Davey D. Shoop, uh, Panthers I, in gonna seven. I'm going to take Panthers in seven, yeah, but okay. I, I wouldn't be surprised in your bet. It's like, you know. Well, yeah, nobody knows you for gotta sure, think right? it's up. I, I feel the same way about it, like, in the NBA side, I think the Heat have run out of gas and they've maxed, and I think Denver's supreme and they're rested and this and that. So you're kind of seeing that the yeah, same kind of exactly. I was going to say NHL. that, but I think with NBA for me anyway, I I do agree with mostly what Dave said. Miami doesn't really have anybody to stop Joker. Not not many teams in the NBA do. So I think eventually they will uh, overcome the, the the Heat. But I I think you know that that. The game, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it a little bit later. Um, so I just wanted to say, Dave, um, we'll kind of close up the NHL talk for now. But, again, stay on if you can. And thank you so much for coming on, brother. I know you were up in the air whether you're going to stick around or not. But you're the man. I love hearing your accent. And uh, we'll talk to you either later in this episode or down the road. We're going to have you on again. I told you that last time, and I mean it. I don't say shit unless I mean it. So you're the man, Dave. Sounds good. I appreciate it. Thank you. It's always a pleasure. Okay, brother. Uh, we're moving on to the turn, and it's our worst bet updates. And I'm going to click right now on the leaderboard. It looks like Brian Jones, uh, two-time guest host of the pod, is in the lead at 212. There was an update last week that I teased to go on the gram for but in the week since, Jones has overtaken the top spot. And Shoop Dog. Let's go. Look at the Shoop Dog with a couple of hits from last week. He had, uh, what'd you have? The, I forget what it was. I can't even remember. Oh, I have it here. So 100 ago. units on the cell on the C's minus eight and a half. It was, uh, game four or five. Six. Or was it? No, it wasn't six, was it? Well, whatever it was. You went big and you hit. So you're at 20226 units, my man. You're doing well. Uh, From negative 280. That's right. You've really turned it around. 
And, uh, Jassy's in third spot. She's leaking a little bit of oil from her big, her, from her first big win. But. Damn puck line. The puck line. She, she took a hockey line and she did minus one and a half goals. And of course they won by one goal. Uh, and then is the Davy D, Pet Shop, and Heine come in, uh, are rounding up the, the leaderboard. And you have to pop on the gram to see and update it on those guys. But, uh, good on you, Shoop. Good on you, Jones. Um, keep them coming in and we'll make the people some money. Now, this week's worst bets. Shoop, you want to start us off? Give me a hundred pod units on the Denver Nuggets to cover tomorrow. I'm looking at ESPN. They got them minus nine. Minus nine, hundred pod units. So the payout's probably minus 110. So hundred units to win 90. Uh, Shoop, good luck. You're, you're crushing it right now. If the peeps are smart, they, uh, take your advice and make a little change. Jassy, you ready to talk about your worst bet? It sounds like my darling as well, Shoop. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with Shoops because I've been feeling the nuggets. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> Jassy's feeling the nuggets. <laughs> Jassy. I, I don't even follow basketball, so I, I was feeling them anyway. <laughs> Jesse, okay. Jesse, usually you're quicker. We were teasing you for saying that you're feeling the nuggets, but we're moving on. Oh. <laughs> now, now she gets it. Uh, how many units, Jesse? How many pod units? Um, so am I going to win anything if I bet modestly? Like, give me the honest answer here. Well, all right. So, I, so quick for the people who win, are, you always win. Well, right, but, but I want to make like a dent. Right. You know? But Jess, for, so first you have to answer, are you betting on Denver to win game one minus the points like Shoop is, or are you winning? Are you betting on Denver to win the whole series? Yes. Both. <laughs> <laughs> that's both then. I guess she's saying game one and the series. I believe that's what she's um, saying. You need yeah, to... I am saying that. But oh. um, I, I would also like to stay a bit modest. Like, I don't want to lose my – I'd like to just bet $80 total on this whole rest of the – Units. Okay. Thing. Or, yeah, units. I'm sorry. I'd like to bet 80 units on the whole rest of the um, NBA stuff. So if I can stretch it out – um, I'd like to do that. Three, three chimes of the crow. You heard it here. And Jesse's laying it down. Jesse, we'll work it out off air then, um, in terms of how to split your units, uh, you know, up for the game. But let's say you're definitely getting down on game one, uh, minus the points, just like Shoop. And then we'll do some other units for them to win the series. Sound good? Okay, deal. I'm muting. Okay. Uh, Shoop, my one, my uh, worst bet of the week is also NBA, but it's specifically game one and it's a fun one. I got the old halftime, full time bet going. So, uh, through DraftKings, you can bet who's going to win the first half, essentially parlayed with who's going to win the game itself. And so I have a Miami slash Denver split there. So for people listening, I'm just kind of dumbing it down for everybody. That means Miami has to be winning the game at halftime, but then Denver will come back and win the game overall. And I'm, it, it's a really nice number. It's plus 425. So I'm putting the 75 units down 
at those nice odds for a Miami halftime lead and a Denver game one victory. And I believe it because Denver's been sitting around for nine, ten days now, right, Shoop? And yeah, I've, I've seen it time and time again when a team's off that long, they come out pretty flat. So I see lots of missed field goals by Denver in the first half. Miami is tested. They just played on Sunday. They are, or Monday it was even. They are, uh, you know, in the groove, ready to go. And I, and I like a, you know, seven, eight point, uh, halftime lead. But then Denver gets his act together, gets its heads out of his asses and comes back and plays and wins the game. So I really like that price of plus 425. So if you're out there listening and you're looking for something, that's my worst. That is a hell of, of a price. Week. Yeah, that is a nice price. So, um, uh, moving on, guys. Oh, no, Davey D's still with us. Dave, just quick yes or no answer. You got a worse bet for the week, my brother? He's muted. He doesn't know he's muted. He's probably uh, in the kitchen getting a bite to eat or whatever. Maybe he's he just is. going to come back at his leisure. <laughs> Maybe so, I'll pass on that. Dave, thanks for uh, bringing bringing your yeah, knowledge stuff, to the pod. Yeah. All right, we're moving on then to trivia answer and new trivia. And let's start with the trivia answer. Last week, Jassy threw out J.P. Crawford hit his second Grand Slam of his career. When was his first? Jassy, you want to come back on and tell us when that was? I have the answer in front of me if you've forgotten. It was uh, Tampa Bay 2021. Yes, it was June 19, 2021. So only two seasons ago, J.P. Crawford, he's been in the league a lot longer than that. So he just hit his first Grand Slam two years ago, and his second one uh, ended last month, I believe it was. So thanks, Jesse, for bringing that. We were trying to make it a little Seattle-specific, uh, and we'll see what happens. You know what, guys? I'm changing it up. Oh, I actually forgot about it. I have an announcement about worst bets, okay? I'm announcing the end of the season for our worst bets is going to be Labor Day. All right, so we're going to go through the summer with this current group and this current leaderboard. But on Labor Day, we're resetting everybody to zero. So we'll see who wins. Maybe we'll have some prizes for who wins. Why Labor Day? Yeah, because then um, later that week, NFL starts. And that's a whole new ball game, especially for me. Uh, I have spreadsheets out the wazoo. Uh, when it comes to NFL, do you have highlighters? <laughs> I have highlighters. I have low lighters. I have it all. Jesse, I've literally created like a 15 multi page spreadsheet for betting on the NFL. And so How I much feel have you ever won on the NFL bets. Oh, Jesse, I only bet units. Remember, I don't bet in real life. No, I'm just kidding. I did really well last season. Um, in part using my uh, spreadsheet, but I've been betting on the NFL since I was 15 and a half working at Ricky's Pete's in Philadelphia. So if nothing else, I have experience. That doesn't always mean or you know, translate into success, um, but I have a lot of experience betting in the NFL, and I would definitely say that's my forte. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just cap it on Labor Day so that everybody gets a fresh slate and we'll do a whole NFL season. Sound good to you, Shoops Dog? I, I love that idea because as soon as the NFL starts, 
Um, college football will be happening as well, and I don't really care to bet on much other than football at that point. Exactly. And if you wanted to, you know, maybe just watch week one or ten days of college football before we – I mean, you could you could bet it in, into this season and see how it goes. But I think Labor Day is a good stopping point, and, and so I just wanted to kind of quickly announce that. Hey, real quick on the side, have you watched any of the USFL at all this year? Well, haven't we talked about? Oh, that was the XFL we were talking about, right? Yeah, the XFL is over. Right but now, they're almost to the end of the regular season of the USFL. Yeah, so I, I think I think your, I my answer really answers your question. All. I'm out on USFL. Yeah i I don't know I don't know why I was excited when it when I heard it's going to be here. Um, I don't know what it is, Shoop. Is it the longevity of the NFL? Is it the teams, the familiarity? But you know, I love college football. I love pro football, and I just have not been able to get my head around any other football. Well, yes and yes. I will say yes and yes, but I think another thing, another correlation is the season. Like yeah. The the season goes from summer to fall, and it's like, oh, bummer, summer's over, back to school. It's getting colder, but but wait, the NFL is here, and uh, all is well. I, I, I cannot, and Jesse, I know you have something to say. We'll get back to you. I cannot agree more, Shoop, and this is something that I've discussed on Philly Radio and that my boy Anthony on uh, Philly Radio talks about all the time. The, the marriage and the, and the, uh, what's the word I'm missing? The, um, connotation of pro football and the end of the summer and the beginning of fall and the holidays and specifically Thanksgiving and Christmas. I mean, it's just a perfect marriage with the time of the year and the feeling and even Halloween, right? And Halloween a little bit with baseball too, but um, it, you're right. I think that has a, a lot to do with it. What do, what do you were going to say, Jassy? Jassy, Mac, where you at? She must have, oh, there she is. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm here. Um, I just wanted to ask you guys, do you think that in order for the draft to be um, more exciting that you have to follow college football? That was something I meant to ask you guys before, and I forgot. It's a great question. I'm going to start, Shoop. You can jump in. Um, Jesse, I watch college football, I wouldn't say religiously. I watch college game day religiously because I love that Saturday morning tradition. Um, I watch my uh, alma mater, Penn State, religiously every week. And then the other college football that I watch are sort of the big matchups. So I would say and admit that I'm not a huge college football. I don't know why I was saying basketball. I'm a huge college football. Uh, I'm not a huge college football guy, but I love the draft. And But you're right. Like I'm learning a lot during the draft about these kids because I have not tuned into them all year. I know my buddy Heine, who was on for the draft, is a huge college football guy, and he does know the rosters up and down the friggin' country. Uh, Shoop, where do you fall? Well, that's a great question, um, Jesse. And what I'm going to say is, in part, yes. And uh, the example I'll give is a quarterback uh, that's in New England right now behind Mac Jones. His name is Bailey Zappi. And Bailey Zappi... Um, and the COVID year only played like four games. I watch college football all the time. Yeah. Um, doesn't really matter who, if it's on, I'm watching. But Bailey Zappi played for like, I, I'm, I can't remember. It was like Houston Baptist or something like that. And then he transferred to uh, Western Kentucky. 
and he had huge numbers, and they won a bowl game. So, like, I couldn't wait to see the draft to see where Bailey Zappi went. And then, like, when you see a guy actually play in the NFL and do well, you're like, my gosh, I had a hunch. I've been watching him for years, this, that, and the other. Um, but the NFL does such a great job in their pre-drafts. You could not watch one single game all year and then tune in two, three weeks before the draft and have a good idea of who's there and where they're going. Because a lot of the guys that are drafted high are not necessarily skill players, and you don't know a lot about those guys until you see more, like, isolated highlights and whatnot. Yeah, I, I agree. Okay, um, thank you. I, I was just so disappointed and upset after this last one that I was like, I am not going to follow it again after because I, I said I was going to. But <laughs> then I was, Boy, you then really gave it a chance, huh, Jesse? Well, none of the one whole draft. What a trooper. <laughs> but I was like following people, you know, because I was like, oh, this is cool. This is, you know, like dramatic and exciting. And then none of the people that I was following their draft, like, didn't even pan out. Like, no, nobody's did. So I well, was like, all right, well, maybe it's like you have to watch the college football to actually have a good idea. No, Jesse, even the experts, their their mock drafts are horribly inaccurate. All I will tell you, though, is the people that you kind of earmarked, keep an eye on them because there's a lot of undrafted people that make it to the NFL. There's a lot of people that were drafted on days three and four, whatever it is, like the late rounds that you know every team overlooked multiple times and they become stars in the NFL. So it's part of the you know the saga that is the NFL draft. Just give it a little bit more time and stick with it. All right, deal. Carry on. Um not sure if Davey's with us, so we'll just move on here to oh boy, that was my phone. Sorry. Um we're going to move on to the new trivia. Now, here's the deal, guys. This is what made me remember our announcement about the worst bets. I'm making another announcement here for trivia. And I want your honest reaction, you guys. I'm going to try out a general trivia this episode to see if that stimulates more text messages, comments on the gram, or comments on Podbean. Although, again, I have had tons of people talk to me in person that they love the trivia, but uh, it just doesn't seem like we're getting a bunch of guesses. And that was the whole idea is I wanted people to guess the trivia. So here's the deal. I'm going to go with a little general trivia. And because our lovely Boston Bruins lost in the first round against an eight seed, and because the lovely Boston Celtics lost in seven games against an eight seed in the Miami Heat, I'm going to go with a Boston-based general trivia question and I want your guys you guys can there's a million answers to this one so you can sh- shout them out if you're listening Shoop, Dave and Sh- and Jassy the sitcom the legendary sitcom based in Boston Cheers was one of my favorites as a kid and without looking it up I haven't googled anything about this question but I want to see how many character names and or actors' names, and or creators that we can all come up with over the course of our week until our next episode. Now, of course, Shoop Dog, I know you're not going to let me down here. I know you know at least 
the main couple of characters. You want to fire those off? You're muted. Well, Sam Malone. Sam Malone's got to be the first. Go Seth ahead. Danson go ahead. Is a sober bartender, which I am. So people yes. call me Sam Malone frequently. I, I knew it, and that's why I, I was tying this all together. And that's got to be the first name out of your mouth because of that fact, and because he was sort of the central character that the sitcom was based around. Now, Jassy might be a little young for remembering Cheers. Do you have shoot? Put a pin in yours for a second. Shoot. Do you have anything else, Jassy? Going to you. You're muted. So I can't remember. Um, I know Kirstie Alley was on that. Okay, show. good. That's I, her name. Good. Kirstie Alley is an okay. actress's name. Because I love her. Um, okay. And, oh God, there was another gal that I really <laughs> liked. She was also in Money Pit. Um, yes. Her name Shirley. Her her um, actor's name was Shelley. Oh yeah, no. Okay, so. But I can see her face right now. Um, yeah. She was in Money Pit with Tom Hanks. Um, yeah, I, so I only know Christy Alley. And, and okay, I, I'm not shouting about it. I see Shoop, Shoop, Dave, if you guys are still oh, there, Shoop, yeah. Woody and Woody, Woody Allen. Woody Allen. <laughs> not Woody Allen. Or, um, no, Woody uh, Harrelson. <laughs> Woody Harrelson, but his character name was also Woody. Woody, yes, okay. okay, you, okay. All right, so you, you gave us a lot, Jazzy. Hold on, I'm going to unpack those. That was terrific. She gave us Kirstie Alley. So, Shoop, starting us off with Kirstie Alley. Do you know Kirstie Alley's character's name? In Cheers? Yes. Nancy. No, it wasn't Nancy. And again, peeps, I'm not looking this up. I don't want you guys looking it up. I want to just have the conversation. But it was not Nancy. Dave, if you're still with us, come back and tell us if you know any Cheers well, characters. Dave would know, right? He would. I mean, he David would be ch- killing this if he was available. I, I think he's asleep. He's not. He's not. He hasn't. He hasn't unmuted in in fifteen minutes now. So I think he's gone. Um, so shoot, uh, Jassy went with Jet, uh, Kirstie Alley. You missed the character name. She also went with uh, Shelley. You have anything to mo- add on to Shelley? Oh my gosh! Wow. Shelley, um... No, she- he doesn't. Her, her actual real name is, is Shelly, correct? Cute, yes, yes. Why am I not thinking of the last name? Shelly, uh, what's <laughs> the first letter of the last name? L. Shelly Long. Right. Her Shelley character Long. name was Tammy. No, how can you miss this one? This is like... Do you know this uh, one, Eddie? Yes, okay, of course well, I do. You say it if you haven't looked, come on. Well, I don't... I think it's, you know... This is, again, one of my weaknesses or sicknesses in life that I know all this stupid shit. So I don't want to just spout it out. But but I'll, okay, so, so I'll give you, I'll give the people and the listeners and you guys a hint. So, so first of all, Kirstie Alley's character's name initials were R-H. Rebecca. That's correct, Rebecca. And her last name, we'll, we'll leave it for the peeps. Oh, sorry, Um, sorry. No, 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 shout it out. You're, you're, no, Jassy, you're part of the peep, so if you know it, shout it out. Okay. Uh, Shelly Long's character's name. I am really disappointed in you, Shoop. I got it. Shelly? I got it. I got a admission here. I got a confession. 
Okay. I've never watched an entire episode of Cheers. Oh my god, that is a huge admission. And that is a major violation, and I'm not sure you can be I on the nuts anymore. I feel like a big anymore. old stinky bag of shit right now. You, I don't... Dave's back! My David, man. we need you. We're talking cheers, and Eddie needs you. Oh, oh God. Dave, you're back. Dave. And Shoop, all is forgiven. Don't let Eddie be an asshole. Dave, Dave first I've of all, Shoop, watched a full you're... episode. How Shoop, is that you... possible? Yeah, have... he's out. He is no longer invited on the pod, Good first of Lord. all. Dave might be my new permanent guest host. Dave, <laughs> do you know about Cheers and you know it deep in, like I do inside and out? Listen, I'm, I, I can't fib. I, I did, but I'm getting my memories going with age. So, <laughs> okay. Uh, well, that's perfect. That's actually the perfect mix is what I wanted. Somebody who knew it and sort of needs to recollect it. So we got Sam uh, Malone Sam was Malone. Ted Danson, of course. Right. Kirstie Alley played Rebecca H. Do you know her last name? I can't remember that. Okay, it was Rebecca Howe. I'll give that one to the people. And then Shoop didn't even come up with Shelley Long's character named Sam and... See, you know what? Dave, this is it too! Yeah. Okay, this is partly my sickness in life, I'm telling you. So, okay, maybe it's not as easy as I thought. I can name about five or six more characters. But peeps, get them in the comments. Get them in the Graham comments. Text me them when you see me. Throw it out there. I love that that show, and I can talk all day about that show and the episodes and all that all that good stuff. So I think it's a good trivia question. Just keep throwing me the names and the characters and the actors and even the creators uh, are kind of big names in television. So, uh, Dave, I appreciate you coming back on. Your I, I got one, and if you can get this, you're a genius. Go ahead, go ahead. I mean, I, I, I mean – Literally, I'm definitely okay. not a genius, so I'm probably well, not going to get it. When it comes to Cheers, okay, I, I okay. was actually friends with this guy when I, I I was in LA for eight years. That's where I met Shoop, and uh, you know I was acting and writing. Anyway, long okay. story short, I uh, auditioned for this play this guy wrote, and this guy was directing the play. He was the owner of the other sports bar. Remember? Yes, of course I do. Okay, yeah. I don't remember. I forget the name. Gary's of- Old Town Tavern. There you go. There you go. But what was the <laughs> name? Do you rem- Do you know the name of the actor? No, I don't know his okay, name. Okay, his, his name was Joel Polis. Great guy. Okay. Great. Oh, that's great guy. awesome. So he played yeah. Gary. Gary's yeah, Old Town Tavern. Yeah. Oh, that. that's awesome, dude. Because they were him, some I- of the best episodes when when oh, the God. Old Town Tavern and Cheers. Uh, pranked each other essentially. And they, didn't and, they try to get Norm to like switch sides? Yeah, there's so many good episodes. <laughs> it's like one of my favorite shows. Oh, so get us in the Davey get us in the D comments. Was on General Hospital, Eddie. Oh, will you be quiet? <laughs> was that Luke and Laura? Oh, good God, no. Good God, I, oh, no. I don't, I don't know them. But I back in when I was 16, I had a girlfriend who never missed whatever one of them, whatever the one with Luke and Laura was. Yeah, this is in the I... days. This is in the days of VHS, and she yeah. used to tape every day the episode and, and never miss her hour Luke and Laura show, whatever that one that was. Days of our lives, guy. Oh my God. oh my God, you are totally out. I am not sending you the link next week. That's all there is to it. Young and the Restless next too, right? Sure. <laughs> when I when I was with Grandma Bev, yes, she loved Young and the Restless. Oh, Victor yeah. is still going, I think. By the way. All right, guys. That was uh, the flop and the. That was actually all the flop and on and the turn. We did. Uh, we we moved on to the turn for worst bets. 
Um, so moving on to the river, we got river and showdown left here, guys. Real quick discussion about the Premier League, uh, England's top soccer league. Before I talk about my experience, Dave, Shoop, Jassy, you got anything on the Premier League, which just wrapped up on sun- Sunday? That was my favorite part when it ended. Oh, man. What would you say, Jazz? Nothing no, from Jazz. me. Okay, nothing from yeah, you. I, I, I can't lie, you know. I, okay. I know, I know Messi and Ronaldo, and that's about it. You know, well, neither of those guys are in the Premier League, Dave. There you go. But I there appreciate- you go. <laughs> Zinedine Zidane, Wayne Rooney, Alexi uh, Wallace. Uh, Rooney used to play in, in the Premier. All right, listen. Twenty-three years ago, uh, when I met a bunch of guys who were, you know, international guys. I'll keep this short. Uh, I decided I didn't really have a squad in the Premier League. Back then it was called the Barclays Premier League. And I wanted to pick one team and go with it, right? Because I can't just be a fan of something. I have to have a rooting interest like I do for my Philly teams. So I did some research. I actually talked to some peeps from England. I got some recommendations from some peeps from England. And I'm happy to say I didn't go with their recommendations. Uh, I, I delved deeper into the history of the teams and one team stood out to me and I'll tell you why they've been around forever. Sound familiar? They are largely underachievers. Sound familiar? They are from a hardworking blue collar town. Sound familiar? And uh, I thought I had something else, but I'm forgetting it at this point. Oh, the fans are kind of hated and they're, and they, and they, and they're like the little brother of another, uh, Liverpool, uh, major squad. Anyway, I'm getting around to it. Nobody cares, but I have taken on Everton and Everton has been around forever in English Premier League soccer. And they, you know, they never win really. I mean, they have won occasionally, just like the Philadelphia squads on in, in every sport so they were a perfect marriage for me and so i've been following them for 20 plus years now and that and the, the reason i'm bringing this up even is they narrowly escaped relegation do you guys my co-host do you guys know what relegation is at least in the premier league relegation is when you don't finish high enough to qualify to be in the premier league for the following season you're sent down to the shit league you got it Shoop. it's an absolutely riveting system they have in their top top league so imagine major league baseball right and the bottom three teams in the league every year get relegated to the minor leagues and the top three teams in the minor leagues get promoted to come play in major league baseball that's essentially what they do in english football and it's an amazing uh, system they have now for the most part the powerful teams the manchester united the Chelsea, the Arsenal, Liverpool, they never even sniff relegation, right? They always feel the good team. They're, they're always safe from relegation. And, and most years they're battling out to see who wins the league. Well, Everton is a, a powerhouse team too off the field. They, they've been around for so long. They're tons of money. They're tons of followers and generations and generations and generations of Everton fans. Well, for the second year in a row, they almost get relegated on the final day. And they, so they needed a win. 
literally the last day, every, all the teams play at the same time so that, you know, there's no, um, there's no like fair advantage of knowing what you have to do. You just have to go out and win your game. And sure enough, Everton squeaked out a 1-0 win. I know it's not very popular, uh, for my listeners, but it was an, it was a massive celebration that they even just stayed in the league, literally, uh, Team number 17 out of 20, because 18, 19, and 20 get relegated. So it was sort of like 24 hours of celebration, and then we need to figure out what the hell is going wrong and change things, much like my Flyers, much like the Phillies right now. Anyway, I thought it was relevant. Um, uh, so quickly, guys, I'm rambling. You have anything? That's awesome, though. No, that's, that's badass. That piece alone is uh, is pretty special. I mean... Yeah, could you imagine like if the NFL, right. like if exactly. you finish three and thirteen, you got to go play in it, uh, the XFL, and then the Seattle Sea Dragons exactly. are promoted to the NFL. That's pretty cool. It, I, exactly, I like and this isn't quite. This wouldn't quite be like the Dallas Cowboys getting relegated down to the minor leagues, but it's close. Like they're they're one of the top five or six or seven teams of all time. And they almost got relegated again for the second year in a row. So it's interesting to me. It was passionate for me. I watched the game on the edge of my seat. Uh, so I love Everton as well. So I wanted to sort of talk about MLS a little bit too as it's getting going here. The Union are playing well. The Seattle Sounders are playing well. So, Shoop, do you pay attention to the Minnesota-based MLS team? I don't. They're newer. They're called the uh, Minnesota FC Loons. Right. They have a really great name color scheme and logo i give them nothing but props on that (laughs) their stadium is state-of-the-art it's over in st paul which i rarely get over the river um but if if i'm if i'm 100 percent honest you'd have to give me tickets for me to go i would never take time out of my day to go watch it's fair brother i know you're not a big soccer guy and uh i wasn't really a huge soccer guy either until when i started following the premier league and so just now, like it is, it's just sports uh, for me, and I'm let, just as passionate about it. Let me just say Everton. one thing, though. I just want to Go throw ahead. one thing out. Okay, like I know the Portland Timbers are huge in Portland. Yeah. But the state of Oregon, prior to the Timbers being in the MLS, all they had were the Trailblazers. And I could understand if I lived somewhere where there was, like, limited action. But there's every major sports team here. I will say Minneapolis is the greatest sports city I've ever lived in. Um, you got everything here. And then on top of that, the Gophers are right here in Minneapolis. So you got good Big Ten sports here as well. So the Loons are pretty far down on the list. Pretty far down the list. Well, we'll see if we can't generate some talk about those guys. As the summer rolls on here, I'm definitely going to have more MLS discussion uh, because both Seattle and Philadelphia have good squads this year. And uh, what's funny is Dave did drop off. He he had enough of the soccer talk. Yeah, you, <laughs> I love you lost Davey D with soccer. That's all right. I I I love Davey D and miss him, but I wanted to I wanted to talk about Everton because I'm just as passionate no about that. As he was talking, he didn't know anything about Cheers either. Well, see, the difference I think was he was all in on this show, but he's getting on in age now. He's a little long in the tooth. And he's, he's like a little 50. short on the memory. He's like 50 well, years old. Oh, that's still older than me, my brother. Yeah. I don't know what you want me to tell you. Jassy, before I move on, uh, in our river here, do you have anything on the MLS? I know you're not a huge Sounders gal, but have you been paying attention? They're at the top of the table. Yeah, 
I mean, we do, we pay attention to all that stuff. Um, but I wanted to talk about something else. So if Brenda's listening, I think it's really cool that Shoop pays attention to the uniform stuff. Like he's one of the only dudes that I've ever. Yeah. He's in touch with that side of his. That's right. Yeah. I mean, it's like, I mean, I I have to say like a, a man that can appreciate the color schemes and, you know, realize that that. That makes a difference when you're... When yeah, you're without being homophobic at all, it's very queer of you, Shoop. <laughs> I love you know, it. Speaking of queers... Well, no, that didn't come out right. Speaking <laughs> of... Okay, I'm just going to say, I was with Brenda the other night, and we were watching this show called Queer Eye. And, uh, oh, it's an old show, isn't it? Well, it used to be called Queer Eye for the show. Straight Guy. Now it's yes. like Queer Eye Home Makeover or whatever. But okay. she likes... You guys were watching that. Brenda's still around. She really appreciated the shout out. And the well, I hope so. It's week. been seven days. If you got rid of her in yet. seven days, you need to make a movie. Well, I'm, if I'm thankful she's still around. Somebody in seven days, it's me. And I sent you a photo, <laughs> you guys. I sent you guys a pic for video evidence. She's just fucking hot, our, right? Yes. Just for our listeners, I want to clarify as a female, like, wow. Wow on Brenda. I mean, what not I only am. is she I'm, real. I, I am. I'm a huge. I'm a huge Brenda fan. Like, yeah. Way to go, Shoop. And she's got two cats, and the cats are warming up to me, which gives me even bigger points with Miss Brenda. Jassy and I were discussing the whole Jan Brady and George Glass phenomenon, and we weren't sure Brenda was real until that pick came through. Yeah, man, she's so, real. She's real. So good, so good on you, Shoop. She's Brenda, real. <laughs> Brenda, you're beautiful. Shoop knows he's outkicked his coverage, so stick stick around. Listen, please. I know that. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, my dad, God rest his soul, he goes, son, if a girl likes you, don't ask too many questions. So I'm just rolling with the punches. Hey, man, I'm a proud uh, outkick the coverage uh, teammate myself, so we know how it goes. All right, let's move on. We're sticking with the river. Um, really quick, RIP to my private dancer, Tina Turner. You guys have anything on Tina Turner? Oh, so sad to hear about that. I love her so much. I love Tina Turner, too. My first uh, memory of Tina Turner was my mom putting on, I don't know if it was a movie or a tape or whatever we had, but she 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 wanted us all to pay attention to how terrific Tina Turner was dancing on stage in high heels. That was her big thing. She's like, can you believe Tina Turner's... Yep, okay, so welcome to part two. Unbelievable. Of of episode 19. We all got booted. We exhausted our own software. (laughs) And we're not sure if it's uh, 88 minutes was the magic number that booted us out. Or, or if, because we thought we went over 88 minutes last episode, but, uh, who knows? Neither here nor there. Part two, we'll put them up together. Jesse's in her car. Jesse's always, she's drove, she's driving home. (laughs) You know what? Hey, Eddie, tonight's been completely nuts. (laughs) It's been a nuts, nuts. And it's it's the nuts on the nuts. Yeah, exactly. All right. So our last topic was Team Turner. Real quick. Um, yeah, Jesse, mute. Make sure you mute. Your mom was going crazy about how well she could dance on high heels. Mostly about the high heels thing, right. And my uh, prebubescent adolescent self didn't notice high heels at all. 
but did notice her amazingly long and athletic and muscular, wonderful legs. And I'm pretty sure it's what turned me into a leg man uh, as a as a kid and as an adult. And um, so really, I love the song Private Dancer, too. I think it's my favorite Tina Turner song. Obviously, she has bigger hits, but that one for me is her best. And uh, so I thank Tina Turner for the years and years of listening to her music, and I hope she rests in peace. Um, before, go ahead, shoot. Yeah, rest in peace, Tina Turner. And we're all very blessed that she was able to live uh, a long and lovely life, 83 years of age. Yeah, right. Um, What's Love Got to Do With It is my favorite Tina Turner song. Okay. I could listen Good. to that one Good time and time again. And, um, you know, it's just cool to see a star of her level be able to last so long. Um, you know, and she had her relationship issues, obviously, with Ike. Well, and, I, I uh, I'm not sure they were her issues. He was an asshole. I, I, right. All yeah. I'm saying is she persevered, and yes. uh, she got through a lot of tough times. And, um, I mean, think think about that. 83 years old, that means she performed for over 50 years. Dude, she was awesome. And um, I know my mom was upset to hear about, about her passing. But you're right, Shoop. She had 83 great years. It wasn't like, uh, you know, she was cut short at 52 years old or something. So um, good on good on Tina Turner and good on you, Shoop. And you know what's funny? Remember that receiver for the 49ers back in the 80s, Tina Turner? I do. I always yeah. thought it. I always thought of Tina Turner when I heard, when I was watching 49er games in back fact, in the I think day. It was a little later than the. I think it might even have stretched into the 90s and mid. It could have been. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to check it. We'll have to Stapoy look that up. First Stapoy shout out of the day uh, on part two of episode 19. So, um, really, we're at the showdown here. So we just wanted to finish up here, but we are introducing our new segment, the Nuts Suckouts, and I certainly got one, and I think you guys are prepared as well. Now, I will preface this by saying my first suck out is not uh, the first time I'm ranting about this. Now, it might be on this podcast, so if you're a new listener, you might this might be new to you. But a lot of my listeners have already heard me bitch about this. But it's something that I'm really aggravated about. Okay. Keena Turner, linebacker, by the way, not receiver. And he played from 1980 to 1990. So technically, ah, okay. you're right. Yeah, we're both right. I'm going to give you that one for sure because that's definitely only in the 80s. Um, my suckouts of the week has to do with censorship in America. And I don't want to get too political. It's certainly not a political show. But a, a day not too long ago, it was a rainy day in the winter, and I was in bed. And my kids joined me in bed because it was a lazy day. We had nothing to do. And the movie Titanic was on. And it was on television, like AMC or some bullshit, okay? And so we're sitting there watching the movie Titanic. And you remember the scene, Shoop and Jassy, where uh, Jack and Rose are starting to get together. And he tells her that he's a... Uh, a, a, a paint, uh, not a painter. What I mean, he's a sketcher, a drawer. He draws art, right? And she goes, "Oh, you should draw me." And there's this lovely scene where she lays down, and he's drawing her on a sketch pad, and she she takes her top off and exposes a, a breast, right? A female a br- breast, a bosom, a yes. Bosom, right. Now, as we're watching, I'm sitting there with my kids, and when this scene happens, the the camera zooms in on Rose's face, like really tight. And I, and I said to myself, just in my brain, like quietly, I said, that's weird. I don't remember it 
going that tight on her face when I watched it the first time or the third time, whenever it was. And, and so I kind of don't say anything. And then I realize it slowly comes to me like, Oh, that's right. She gets her boob out in this scene. So the TV, because it's on TV, they're censoring it. And so they're, the way they do that is they, they zoomed all in her face so that you wouldn't subject, you know, the kids to the horror that is a female breast, right? So I was like, oh, okay, whatever. That's strange. Okay. Now pack that away. A few, well, maybe an hour later in the movie, whenever it was, when the ship's going down, <laughs> people are panicking, uh, uh, chaos is ensuing and all kinds of things are happening. Well, one of the, uh, shipmates who uh, realizes that he's made mistakes uh, takes his own life and he takes his own life with his own pistol now here we are watching an hour ago they had to zoom in on Rose's face so as to not expose my kids to the the wonderful tender loving moment of a woman because her breast is out but they had no problem Showing my man pull his pistol from his holster and putting it to his head and blasting his head off. Okay, that was shown, but Rose's boob wasn't shown. And I'll never forget the anger that went through my body and how backwards our censorship slash society is in movies, in general, in everything. And so this week, that's my suck outs. That we are backwards, that we can show somebody killing themselves, but we can't show a human female body. And that's my suck ass for the week. What you got, you? Yeah, and that's what's wrong with this country today. You know, promotion of suicide, demotion of a nice tit. It, I, I can't agree more, Ian. Again, I, let's not get political. This isn't a political show. But how is that not backwards? How is that not? Now, listen. I'm not saying put porn on television. I understand no. if they're, you know, you can't show the act. Or, but this was a tent. She's laying on the couch. He's across the room paint or sketching her. Okay, so her boob shows. You got to fucking censor that and then you show a dude fucking kill himself? Anyway, what's your You stuff? could have at least showed like a, a side boob or a top boob. You know you don't see you're a being, boob entirely being, until being, you see. You got to see nipple to see a full titty. You're being cheeky. Shoot, but I'm being what dead do you serious. Mean? No, I don't know. Maybe you're not being cheeky. I, 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 listen, for me, it, it's, 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 a, it's a no-brainer. Uh, it pissed me off, and I, it was probably two years ago, and I'm angry still. Yeah, that's called resentment, my friend. <laughs> you're living it. You're sitting in it. What's your suck-outs for the week, Shoop? Oh, I'm glad you asked, and I'd finally like to get it off my chest that Minnesota drivers are the worst damn drivers <laughs> I have ever seen in my life. Now, how many states have you been at, in? You have reference well, I, to that? I've lived, in, I've, lived in, I've lived in Oregon. I've yep. lived in California, Southern California at that, okay. which props to L.A. drivers. I think they're the best in, okay. the, in the United States. I've lived in Nevada and now here. And first of all, the – the on-ramp, off-ramp situations here on the highways and freeways are the worst designs I've ever seen. Essentially, the cars merging onto the freeway yeah. are sharing the same lane yeah. as cars merging off. So it's like this weird, like, do I go in front? Do I go behind? There's no standard off-ramp, 
on-ramp where each car has its own lane to either accelerate onto the freeway or deaccelerate onto the spaghetti bowl. I can't believe there's not more crashes. Another thing Minnesota drivers do, they go slow in the left lane, man, and they just congregate. They like to drive in like packs of two or three. The left lane that is for ass-kicking sons of bitches that want to haul ass. That's right. And if you're and if you're one of those, well, I'm doing two miles over or five miles over the speed limit. It doesn't matter if the person behind you is flying past. Just get over. Let them get a ticket. Okay. It's safer to get the hell over. Let them fly by on the left rather than forcing them to pass on the right, which is dangerous. Stop your prudeness. Get the hell over. There's a travel lane and there's a passing lane. Figure it out. Yeah, you're right, man. And in California, if you're going too slow in the left lane and somebody's hauling ass, they're going to flash you their high beams, and that's a polite way of saying move it. Oh, I've and done if that you don't, multiple times. If you don't, they'll be on your ass honking, and God knows what other kind of road rage will ensue. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's horrendous. And, and there's another one. The last piece that bothers me, say like on a freeway interchange, these people will get over in the right lane like a mile before the merge <laughs> and just start a giant line yeah. and creating Instead more traffic. Yeah, man, you yeah. got a zipper. You let's a work zipper. together and yeah. let's get through the fucking tunnel. Yeah, and then and then when you're doing the right thing and you're passing everybody, people are pissed off at you, right? Because they just don't get it because Minnesota drivers are dog shit. And you're like, I'm just going up the zipper here. I'm getting in my line here. That's how we do it. Yeah. Let's keep it moving. I hear it. Lovely, so lovely stuff. You can suck hear out. the passion in my voice here, man. So far, we've got Titanic and traffic. Jassy, you're back on the show. What you got for suckouts this week? Yours might make, or mine might make you mad. Oh, boy. Go for but it. it's not on purpose. So I was watching the Phillies. Oh, boy. And um, Bryce Harper. I mean, I'm a huge Phillies fan, and I didn't even know that this was a thing until because I Googled it. Because I was like, oh, okay, boy. I'm going to use this as my I'm going to use this as my suck out because uh, it like came in my head. Eddie said to be thinking about suck outs. So, so I actually love your team. I think they're all badasses, and Bryce Harper he did something cool. Um, he hit a home run or something. And when he came back into the dugout, he took his helmet off. And I was like, holy shit, that dude's highlights are like, I mean, he must have paid. They were the most perfect highlights I'd ever seen. Oh, I'm glad so I, I going in a different it. direction. Uh, I was, my oh, well, blood was I boiling it. already. Go ahead. So I Googled it and he actually, his hair is like a thing. So... Is it not a big deal anymore for dudes to like have their hair be a, a thing in baseball? Like, I mean, I was just blown away. I was, I have my sparkles, like my grays, I call them my sparkles growing in. Nice. Um, nice. and, and I, I'd like to go get my hair highlighted as beautifully as Bryce Harper's, but I was just like, oh my gosh, that dude must have had like 200 foils in or something to get Shoop, his hair. Shoop, what do you got? That you perfect. Got? Well, I don't have the eye for that, but if she says it, she she clearly recognizes it. Bryce doesn't strike me as the kind of guy that gets highlights and spending high dollars and a lot of time in the chair, but you would know better than me. 
Jeffy. No, I Googled it because I wanted to make sure I wasn't looking like a fool, you know, and, and he does. He gets his hair done. Like, he gets it um, dyed silver and all sorts of different stuff. Okay, go ahead and mute because there's a pretty bad echo while I answer this. Okay. Okay. I certainly, I don't know I don't. much about his hair, but I will say, I mean, I think it's a valid suck out. Uh, maybe not. I don't know. My answer is my daughters definitely notice the baseball players' hair these days. They are not only tuned in to what each guy looks like or if they get a haircut or not. Like literally just tonight, Aaron Noel was on the mound and my daughter Maggie goes, look, his hair's growing back. How beautiful is that? So I'm not sure if that makes your suck out a legit one or not, but they definitely pay attention. It, no, it totally does. If Maggie says it, like, it, it just must be a thing for younger. And it's yeah. so weird because it's and like they are young. They're all in their 20s and stuff. So it's like, yeah, okay. Uh, long, I have flo- my grays. Flowing locks in, are in, for sure. Yeah, but Harper's got his freaking blonde foils. He's like. got his foils in. Uh, listen, <laughs> I, I pass no judgment on the man. I only care about what he does him on the baseball diamond. Yes. So, yes, and and that's why it's a suck out because it's it's actually nothing that's very serious. It it was just something that struck me when he took his helmet off. I was like, "Holy shit, he must <laughs> Perfect. So he look, must have been in the chair for a long time." You would know. Look for more suckouts in future episodes. I'm not going to promise a suckout every episode, but we'll definitely implement them into our rotation. Before we finish up, guys, I guess two more quick things. This is totally off base and out of left field, so to speak. I have a hypothetical question for both of you, okay? And once again, I do try not to make this political because this we're, we're we're not really here to argue one side or another, so this shouldn't be a political answer. But if you could get a time machine. And you could go back, and I don't, again, this is totally left field. If you could be uh, instantaneously uh, transported to September 10th, 2001, and you found yourself in the Washington, D.C. area, okay, what would you do? How would you start, or or would you start trying to warn somebody of the impending attack in let's say you have 16 hours how would you go about or would you go about trying to stop and warn people about what happens on september 11 2001 i know that's how i, that I feel too. I, I know exactly what i would do but i'm afraid of what repercussions <laughs> yeah might you might get thrown in jail right i because i think the only thing you got to do is uh you got to you got to get your boys together you got to get your crew together and you got to start flooding those areas with uh bomb threats like a day before okay. i think that's the only way you could have ever stopped it because no one would have listened to you otherwise right. so you would have had to done something crazy to fuck up the whole deal shoot thank you so much for that answer and Jesse, we'll get to yours in a sec i did not preface this info with it and you and you answered perfectly because if you try to go like, hey, there's an attack coming tomorrow, like you're a crazy person, right? You're going to literally get thrown in jail or in a sane asylum. So it's crazy to think about. And again, I don't, all respect to the families and anybody who 
uh, knew someone who lost their life in 9-11. I, I, I just feel like enough times pass where we can sort of talk about something like this now uh, w- without being irreverent. But but you're absolutely right. Like, just just change airport security somehow, right? Jassy, what do you got? Man, I'm a really selfish person, but I'm also a very loving person. So I would just have to see how I was able to handle all of that in the moment because it's like, it it would be like a superpower, you know, like to, to have that happen. So, but okay. But it's it's like blowing my mind. I know, I know, I know. And, but, and that's why Shoop's answer was perfect because like you can't, you're not going to be able to convince anybody you're from the future. Right. But you have this knowledge. So how would you go about, or like I said, would you like, you might, there might be people out there that are wouldn't be brave enough to like bring it up. I mean, it, you, you're talking about life and death stuff, right? So I don't know. I just I, I, something happened this week, um, and my YouTube wormhole sort of hit something about 9/11, and I just started thinking about it. So I wanted to throw that out there on the pot, and it's good poker fodder, right? It's something I would come up with at a poker table. So. Um, so interesting thing, but yeah, Shoop, I'm with you. I think you have to do something crazy that essentially affects airport slash government security. And, you know, they start paying more attention to who or, or what is getting on those airplanes and see if they can't, uh, and can't stop. Anyway, fun hypothetical question, totally out of left field. Uh, no battle of the bands this week, but our last, uh, topic here, Shoop. You got something that is uh, similar to Battle of the Bands. What do you got for us? So without Battle of the Bands, there's two very popular songs that have stuck out in my mind for quite some time. And in particular about these songs, the drum solos. Okay. So my Battle of the Bands version tonight Mm -hmm. is... Uh, Battle of the Drum Solo. Are you going to play them for us? It's Wipeout versus uh, In the Air Tonight. So Wipeout yeah, it's goes a, a little something like this. And that's this. an intro, isn't it? Isn't it the very beginning? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Audio problems. Here it comes. Oh, there it is. All right. So that wipeout, like, mm-hmm. as far as I knew, when I was in band in junior high and high school, like, if you're a drummer, prove it by playing wipeout. Really? That's so interesting. I, I'm going to let you finish because I have something, but I'm going to let you finish. Go ahead. The next, the next, uh, the next drum solo I have is from uh, Phil Collins in the air tonight. And let me just find it real quick. Okay. Uh, I don't want to mess you up too much, but I'll, I'll buffer for you while you're finding that. What's funny to me is I thought that for drummers, and I'm not a drummer, I'm not a musician at all. I don't pretend to even have a tiniest bit of talent when it comes to that. But uh, I thought it was Hot for Teacher by Van Halen. They have an intro that's like world renowned and famous. So maybe you can find that too later, or maybe we won't talk about that one and we'll just deal with your two. 
Um, but I honestly just thought it was hot for teacher was that kind of the drum solo. So, uh, you got our, uh, you got our drum solo in, in the air tonight by Phil Collins yet, shoot. Okay, here it comes. So here comes the in the air tonight. This is famous as well. Yeah, and it almost sounded slow. I think that must be a live version or something because I think they hit it harder in some radio version. But you get the gist of what I'm saying. Absolutely. Those two, those two drum solos, in my opinion, are the greatest drum solos uh, that stand out. All so, right. again, you have Wipeout. That is uh, mm-hmm. what I grew up with as a band guy. Like, that's your... That's that's where you prove your salt if you're a drummer. Can you play Wipeout? Yeah. And then just as far as like listenability to like listen to the song build and blow up yeah. with that amazing drum solo, and it's even in The Hangover, right? So that's my question. What do you what do you like? Yeah, I'm gonna answer, and we'll give Jassy the the floor too. But I I I I of those two, I go Wipeout. Now I'm an older soul, and I don't love Phil Collins. So that might be swayed, swaying my answer, but I, I definitely think a more impressive and thorough drum solo is Wipeout. Now, Shoop, were you not listening while you were looking up? Uh, you said something briefly about Van Halen, yeah, but hot, I didn't catch all teacher. of it. We'll have to, well, maybe you can cue that one up while Jassy's answering. So, Jassy, come off mute and tell us what's your pick. So, Phil Collins gives me goosebumps, but Jennifer Gray um, from Dirty Dancing, she. <laughs> Dances down the dances down the steps yeah. um, to wipe out, and like man, that's a tough one because like oh, oh really? Is is wipe out right. in that movie Dirty Dancing with Jennifer Grey? Uh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Cool. That's um, awesome. I, got, I gotta go. My daughter is calling me inside. So okay, okay. Thanks, uh, I'm going Phil Collins. I'm going Phil Collins. You're the uh, best. Okay. Talk to you next week. All right. Okay. Bye. 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 Shoop Dog, were you able to pull up a little hot for teacher or not? Is this what you had in mind? I mean, I thought there was more of a longer intro even, but that definitely, that definitely. Oh, yeah, there we go. So this is what you're talking about right here. Here it comes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty badass too. Yeah. So I don't want to shit on your on your choices. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give a definitive answer that wipeout for me over in the air tonight, and then maybe maybe down the road we'll we'll implement. Maybe we'll have a little bracket. What did Jesse say? Jesse said Phil Collins. She has to go. Her Maxine was calling her. I'm gonna I'm gonna piggyback you. I'm gonna go wipeout as well. I think yeah, wipeout. I so uh, wipeout, I, so wins. wipeout wins. It's so, more thorough. So now we got the next time we'll have to maybe find another cool drum solo to face off against Hot for Teacher. Yeah, and then we'll see who wins all together. I love it, dude. And Please. also, all of you listeners out there, please send us ideas, songs, yeah, exactly. ideas. Uh, I don't, I don't claim to be the most uh, musical genius. I mean, I'm decent. I do love music. Yeah, and you're, and you're, and you're a uh, karaoke god. You, 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 you just, you own the whole bar is in the palm of your hand when you're up on that stage, brother. Yeah. Uh, people have said when I sing careless whisper, it's kind of like a spiritual experience. <laughs> All right. Well, that's something we can look forward to. 
uh, when we get uh, the nuts on uh, YouTube or some video, we're gonna get so we're gonna get you on that, brother. Let's wrap it up. Show Let's down. wrap these nuts up. Let's what, a, these... what a wild night. Shoop and the rest of the peeps listening, get off of our nuts. Get off them. I, I do want to thank Davy D once again, my Long Island guy uh, connection through Shoopster, and he's just a uh, uh, pleasure to have on. And Jassy, of course, joins us when she can every uh, most weeks. And then, of course, my main man, right hand man, couldn't do it without you, Shoop Dog. Thanks so much for. Sticking with it, another right long episode, my brother. And uh, get off the nuts, and we'll see you next week. Next week, I'm not sure what our topics are. They're just going to have to wait and see. Play us out, Shoop Dog. You know what? I already shut down my damn uh, music. Oh. So, uh, All right. Just I'll, just, uh, <laughs> I'll just give you a little careless whisper. Tonight, the music seems so loud. Wish that we could lose this crowd. Maybe. It's better this way. We heard each other with the things you want to say. <laughs>